Hello, and welcome to another episode of Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. <laughs> I'm Lindsay, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, and I use they, them pronouns. So Tanner, what are we doing this week? This week, we're going to be doing the uh, People's Choice poll result, which reminds me I should make a new poll for the June. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let's get this episode out of the way first. This episode, we're going to be talking about Metabots! <laughs> Go get your friends! <laughs> oh man, I remember the one night at Anime Club where we showed the first episode of Metabots and just like the roar of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'm glad that you remember that because I was not there. And when I was trying to remember stuff that happens in this anime, yeah. I have so little. Yeah. Man, how old were we when this came out? Like, Oh, that's a good question. When did this start? Wouldn't it be funny if this, our second episode for the 90s month, turned out to be like 2001? <laughs> oh, good. It started in 97. <laughs> so we would have been five. Oh, the anime started in 99. So we were seven. Okay. Still, that's pretty young. Like, I barely remember anything that happened when I was seven years old. The Nelvana English dubbed version of Metabots aired on Fox Kids Network from 2001 to 2002. So it turns out, yes, <laughs> we didn't actually see Metabots until the 2000s. We've already torpedoed 90s month. But listen, Metabots is a powerful 90s spirit. Yes. And it was first a uh, series of games released in 1997 for Game Boy and then the TV show was a spin-off that started airing in Japan in 1999. Aha, see? Take that, time. Yeah, it was adapted into English by Nelvana in Canada and shown in the US on Fox Kids from 2001 to 2002. So it was on YTV, right? Yeah, because I think Nelvana just had a full-on agreement with YTV. Yeah. Unless, did Nelvana do Card Captors too? I want to say they did. It would make sense because they both have uh, like hard rock themes regardless of the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did card captors. It's a mystic adventure. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll get around to card captors someday. I'm almost certain I have that on my list. So anyway, we are rebooting Metabots. We are. Let me okay, let me lay down what this show was. In 22nd century Japan, everybody and their grandmother has a robot buddy manufactured by the Metabot Corporation, creatively called Metabots. They're powered by Medals, <laughs> which effectively serve as their brains. Iki Tenryu is a plucky 10-year-old whose parents won't buy him a Metabot, and he refuses to save his allowance for one, <laughs> like an idiot. One fateful- He's 10! Th therefore, idiot! <laughs> <laughs> One day he finds a metal near the river in his house. No, that's not right. The river's not in his near house. Near his house. The river is near the house. He takes what little money he does have, buys an extremely outdated model called Metabee from the Hot Mart store clerk Hikaru, in the dub Henry, promptly activates it, and proceeds to quite beautifully not work, up until the point where he calls it a piece of junk. And then it comes to life, calls itself Metabee, and kicks his ass. <laughs> The worst part is that Icky can't even eject Metabee's metal to make him stop. The good news is Icky finally has a Metabot. And also, he now has a serious attitude problem. Wacky robot hijinks ensue, including characters with multiple identities, flashbacks, and a tournament arc. Yay! The best that you can ever hope for in a shonen show. It's got 
Meta battles. Meta parts. Meta bots. Twenty-second century. A theme song that fucking shreds. If I remember correctly, the animation for the robots was top notch, and the animation for the humans was absolute garbage. <laughs> Look, they knew what their priorities were. Exactly. We were ten. We did not care. <laughs> And they're like, we only have so much money to do this, and we have to underpay the Korean animators too. Uh, if I wanted to watch beautiful action scenes with human beings, I was going to watch Card Captors. Yes, and even then, they had some janky animation at times. It was so flowy. It had that shoujo flow. It had the oeuvre. Well, it, it it had the benefit of also being a clamp creation. So yeah, they are famous for the noodle people. Can you imagine clamp metabots? So many noodle people! Wait, no! I actually can imagine clamp metabots, because that's, that's, uh, what, oh no, what's it called? Angel- Chobits. No, not Chobits. Oh! <laughs> Chobits. Yeah. Um, clamp. Angel something. Angel shell? Angel coats? <laughs> uh, angelic layer. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, I completely missed that one. TV Tropes has a picture of the Clam Founders, and it looks like they're part of, like, a CBC <laughs> dramedy. <laughs> oh my god. We can pitch that to the CBC. <laughs> they need something to fill that slot in between the news and Coronation Street anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, CBC has room because they produce like 20 comedies a year that all only have like 10 episodes. And they're only half an hour long. And they all suck. Uh, excuse you, this is uh, Kim's Convenience. Okay, Kim's Convenience, yeah, that one's good. But like the majority of them are pretty Toronto, upper middle class hipsters. I mean, that does kind of include Kim's Convenience, but at least it's unique because it's not all white people. Yeah. So hang on, are we... Are we driving down to the CBC building and pitching them a dramedy, a, a biographical dramedy on the founding of Clamp Studios that is also somehow set in Saskatchewan? Look, we'll set it in Vancouver because they actually have film studios there. It's the story, just the story of Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> the Zone, the unlicensed true story. <laughs> We were just talking about this before recording, but we were a month late to finding out that Carlos finally left the zone. Yes! <laughs> they, they released him from whatever was keeping him there? Yeah, from whatever demonic contract they had him under. He found his last horcruxes and was finally able to escape. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him clothes and now he is free. <laughs> Actually, I like that better because the Horcrux theory implies that Carlos has killed a person. And I don't like that in my head canon about real humans. <laughs> but you know what? The zone did air Metabots. Finally, we come full circle back to the topic. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Metabots. That great shonen battle anime that came around about the same time that Digimon and Pokemon were also on air? Yeah, it was like, it showed up, I mean, if the timing is correct, it showed up just as Digimon and Pokemon were peaking. Yes. It was a glorious time to be a child. Exactly. Ugh. You, quite often, I just want to, like, quantum leak back into my childhood body. 
Yeah. And even if I'm only there for like a few minutes, I'll just write a list of instructions. And one of them is going to be, let your parents give you money so you can buy all these toys and then do not give them away. Yes. Don't don't bother with an Xbox. Get a GameCube and PlayStation. Yeah. Then, then you can have all the games that you wish you could have played as a child. But you were trying to be cool, so you can ask for an Xbox. Ugh. What I would like is, like, to be in a world where I am basically, like, my ten-year-old self, but it's Pokemon. So just go to- I would rather go to Pokemon at the age I am now. Yeah, but I guess, like, the general feel of what, like, my BC childhood was like, that permanent spring that we always had, and- And bears in the school. <laughs> okay, there was never any bears in the school. We once found a bat in the school, though. And and if you go to the Pokemon world, you can have as many bats in the school as you want. Yes. Just release the zoo bats. Actually, I think even in the Pokemon world, they'd be like, oh, no, this is still too many bats. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather go to the Pokemon world at the age I'm at now because I feel like I'd appreciate it more. Yeah. If I went there when I was 10 and like, oh, my gosh, Pokemon are real. I'm going to have all these magical pets that can breathe fire and like fight God. <laughs> and if I went there now, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, look at all this. Like, there's free healthcare. I can just travel the world. I can sleep wherever I want. And I can fight God. <laughs> it is a socialist utopia. Exactly. Wait, no. Here's what I think. I think that Pokemon is actually like a social anarchist utopia because you don't really see a government at all. I, I think the implications is that the gym leaders are like local government and then the elite foreign champion oversee the larger things. But even then, that kind of resembles anarchist like councils. Anyway, Metabots. <laughs> Metabots. <laughs> this is how much we've actually read up on the topic. If, po if Pokemon is the socialist anarchist utopia, then Metabots is humans of late capitalism. Because <laughs> one thing I do remember is they're very clear that it's an expensive hobby and everyone yeah. is somehow able to afford it, I guess. Except for Icky. <laughs> yeah, because he's a 10-year-old who doesn't know how to properly budget. Yeah. I get being able to save money is a, a privilege for a lot of people, a lot of people take for granted. But when you're 10 and you're just, their parents are like, here's an allowance, now save up for that Metabot. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to spend it all on candy. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I will shame you for that. Yeah, like, the whole thing is that when you're 10, you have just started to understand that money has actual value. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember, actually... Um, saying actually mostly on the topic of 90s anime robots, uh, yeah. I, I really wanted to get a Zoid. Do you remember Zoids? I kind of remember them. Like, I never watched the show, but you know that they existed, right? Yes, I watched the show. I was vaguely aware of their outside existence from the show. Yeah. So one time we were at the mall, my dad gave me $50 and he said, you can get whatever you want, but be smart about it. And yes. so I immediately said, I want to get a Zoid. My dad's like, what is that? And I go and show him. I was like, see, look. And my dad's like, okay, so I want to break this down for you, idiot child. <laughs> this is not a toy. This is a model. You glue the pieces together and paint it. And then you sit on your shelf and you stare at it. And it costs $50. <laughs> you can get this or you can get like four Bionicles that you can actually play with. So I got the Bionicles. <laughs> uh... There were so many benefits to being the older sister to a younger brother and having a lot of older male cousins because I got like a, 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 a unique set of toys, Barbies and Sky Dancers, but I also got Bionicles and Tonka trucks and big thing of Hot Wheels that was actually meant for my brother, but at the time he was too young. Like he was still in the, oh, let's just put everything in my mouth stage. <laughs> 
So I was the one who was playing with the Hot Wheels all the time. Nice. Uh, there was also me and some family friends. Even though we stayed close to the alleged gender lines of toys, we were willing to play with the other gender's toys. Yeah. Gender is all a scam, but like, you know what I mean in the 90s, yeah. where you had you had the pink aisle and you had the boy aisle. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was willing to play with dolls and Barbies if I was playing with my friends who had dolls and Barbies, and my most of my female friends were willing to play with the Transformers. Yeah. Um, but there was like, one year Christmas came around. I'm like, Tanner, what do you want for Christmas? Like, I want Transformers. And one of my girlfriends, she was like, I, Tanner wants Transformers. I also want Transformers. And the parents are like, awesome, great. You, we'll get them all Transformers. They can play Transformers together. Transformers. <laughs> and so Christmas comes and I get Transformers. And my girlfriend gets Transformers. And she's extremely disappointed because she didn't get any Barbies or anything. She only got Transformers. Oh, they went a bit too hard. And they're like, okay. But you asked for Transformers. You spent the past month saying you want Transformers because Tanner had Transformers. <laughs> like, but I want Barbies. Like, then you should have asked for Barbies, but you didn't. You asked for Transformers. Uh, yeah. In in my case, like, aside from all the various male cousins, like, my, my both of my parents are farm kids. They mm-hmm. grew up outside. And the thing that they wanted the most from their two children was that they would go the fuck outside. <laughs> so it didn't really matter what the fuck we were playing with. Just be outdoors. um oddly enough the toys that kept me as a youth outside the longest were Yu-Gi-Oh cards okay because me and my friends would try and imitate the anime's bullshit rules and we're like (laughs) we're okay no listen we're playing by a creek so all of our water monsters are gonna like get an extra 200 attack and defense and you're gonna have to deal with that and like okay but there's a bird here so all my bird and flying monsters are also gonna get a bonus (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> you can't use Shadow of Eyes on me because it only works on male monsters. How do you gender a hamburger? <laughs> anyway, Metabots. The biggest thing I remember about Metabots was that Metabee was a rare bot and that everybody fucking wanted his goddamn metal. Yeah, it was like his metal was rare, but his body was shitty, I guess. Yeah. And it somehow worked. And I guess, like, he's he's got a pretty cool design, but I guess he's a little lame when you compare to, like, the cat that has electrical plugs for claws, or just the several that can straight up fly, or the tanks. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I kind of want to say, like, he was, like, the, uh, how would I put it? Growing up in BC, there was a lot of kids who did BMX. He would have <laughs> been, like, your starter BMX. <laughs> I know so little about BMX and bikes. Yeah. Basically, the bike the starter bike that you would buy from, like, on sale from, like, Canadian Tire. Okay. Yeah. That's Metabee's body, but you managed to mod out that bike with something that that you could only get from, like, a Gucci and bike <laughs> store. Words Trust me, can... those people exist! <laughs> Words can't hurt me. This robot's Gucci. <laughs> But yeah, let me tell you, the the biking scene here in Ottawa is just like, people are willing to drop like a thousand bucks on a road bike. I'm sure kids were willing to drop that when that was a thing as children. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Did he have a Brooklyn accent? I don't really remember a Brooklyn accent. Uh, for whatever reason, my brain goes to like a black guy voicing it because it 
I hope not, because odds are it wasn't an actual black guy. I don't know. He just had, like, an adult voice. Oh, there is an hour-long Best of Meta B compilation. I know how I'm <laughs> spending my night tonight. Yep. He speaks a lot, like, in the English dub, a lot like how... Oh, fuck. Who plays Rocket? Bradley Cooper? Yeah, he sounds a lot like Bradley Cooper. At least in my mind, that's how I remember his voice. Oh, he's tiny, too. That's why everyone underestimates him. Yeah. He is, like, half the size of these bots. Yeah, because, like, there's this one girl that Icky has a crush on. She's got, like, the nurse robot, and the nurse robot can get big. Yeah. she's got a mermaid mode. Nice. Oh, shit. The Metabots game was re-released on the Wii U Virtual Console. Oh, wow. I, ooh, I'm gonna have to check if that's still... The, mind you, I think I also once saw the games at Cashopolis. Okay. I will obtain Metabots games. <laughs> oh, good. He is actually voiced by a black guy in the dub. Okay. You know, actually, you know who he sounds like? He sounds like a PokeTuber I listen to named Lumio's okay. Trainer Zack. Okay. We're, we're, gonna track, we're gonna track down Lumio's Trainer Zack and, and have him voice our remake of Metabots. <laughs> he has a very good voice. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's probably the recording equipment, but it's just, uh, you, you know those YouTubers and podcasters who, you, like, you listen to them because you like their subject matter, but honestly, you'd listen to them talk about anything because their voice just hits the right parts of your brain. And it's like, oh, yes, this is just pure dopamine coming in. Yes, it's just right on so many levels. It's just right. It's it's the the auditory equivalent of lying underneath a weighted blanket. You just you you let it wash. Like you want to plug them in as you're falling asleep because just like sing me to rest, you angels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I have dropped YouTube reviewers because I didn't like their voice. Yeah. So yeah, Joseph Motiki was the uh, voice of Metabi in the English dub. Cool. If he's still active, he'd also be great. Mm-hmm. I have found the villains. They are fucking ridiculous. Isn't one of them just like a, a metal band? They were dressed in what I can only describe as like weird rubber suits. Oh, right. Because they're the rubber robo gang. Yeah. You, you'd think <laughs> that they'd realize, oh, that's supposed to be robo or the robber robo gang or the robo robber gang. But it's rubber. Dear God, how... I'm glad that so much of this flew over our head, like, between them and, like, the Punisher from Uh-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what no. is with late 90s, early 2000s kids shows just putting people in rubber suits? I was uh, looking up some stuff about Cyber Six, um, and that's another show that features a leather-clad protagonist. Apparently there was a bit of a, bit of a scene in Argentina at the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Cyber 6 was not a kid's show. Yeah, but it aired, like, what, five in the afternoon on Teletoon? Really? I thought it yeah. was way late. Okay, it might have started off way late, but by the time I got around to watching it, it was like five in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it was pro- also kind of the era where they're like, ah, it's a cartoon, it must be for kids. Yeah. <laughs> the CRTC knew not what they allowed us to watch. <laughs> Kids are going to love this show about a non-binary leather vigilante beating the shit out of horror mutant Nazis. <laughs> With a giant cat. Yes. Metabots also had a giant cat, but it was also a Metabot. Yes. 
<laughs> um, here's the, so here's the other two characters I remember from Metabots, vaguely. There was the shop clerk who was secretly a shitty tuxedo mask ripoff, basically. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least, um, Mamaru had some style and grace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Henry slash Hikaru, aka Kaito Retort slash Phantom Renegade, aka Uchu Metarauder X slash Space Metafighter X. <laughs> oh god. His true identities are a secret from everyone except the viewer. I'm surprised nobody figured that one out. Uh, da, da. He's also the former Metabot world champion whose Metabot was responsible for the Metabot revolt known as the Ten Days of Darkness. Wait, was there like some kind of robot uprising in this show? I completely missed that. Me too. The Ten Days of Darkness, an event that happened during the last few days of the World Row Battle Cup from eight years ago, where everything proceeded normally until a Metabot invoked the Metaforce. This Metabot was unknowingly being used as an amplifier to control other Metabots not only in Japan but around the world. They were forced to rebel against their Metafighters and humans in general. And who knows how many were victims or how many actually died in the process. <laughs> and although it was once stopped in the past, the event was later attempted to repeat it twice. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this show just got a shit ton more dark! So I guess that was the actual show? Try, the oh bad guys God. are probably trying to invoke that, and the good guys are like, oh, fun robot battles. Okay, so how are we going to adapt this? Is this going to be like live action, or are we going to animate it? Or I would like this animated, yeah. if only so... We could get that late 90s, early 2000s feel. like. I mean, have the feel, but also still give it some better quality. Yeah, like... Kick it up to, like, a fully coolie level of better quality. Well, hang on, because apparently there was a sequel anime, and I'm just going to look to see... It looks like that had a little bit cleaner animation. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something about, like, that, like, super cheap anime feel that I really do love. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because, like, they were still using cell animation and it just had that little bit more grit to it on a texture level. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm looking at the opening now just to get a feel for the original anime, and basically all the robots had, like, really slick, fluid designs, and then basically everyone else had, like, flat, very little shading or depth. <laughs> Mind you, that like, it's also an anime, so they also pull a lot of faces in it. Yeah. The feeling I kind of get, because also with the music that they used, um, it- One of the villains is a baby! I'm sorry, continue. I <laughs> yeah um the feel kind of reminds me like later on when i was a teenager and watching like beck mongolian chop squad and fully coolie oh okay yeah yeah kind of like that um j pop or not j pop j alt rock like the pillows and yeah just sort of that feel man beck was so good <laughs> i missed the days when much music was really good yeah how much have we talked about Metabots on the show where we talk about Metabots? <laughs> this is one big nostalgia trip for us, okay? It is. I mean, this is the purpose of the 90s month. Yes. I can't even remember. Did we say it was 90s month on last week's episode? Maybe. Anyway, Metabots. Fun with Metabots. <laughs> That's what we're calling the reboot. Fun with Metabots. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be animated and right away... <laughs> I can see this getting somewhat dark with the whole 10 Days of Darkness plot. 
I would actually like it if, like, yeah, that was the backstory, but the rest of it was just, like, super lighthearted and slice of life. Yes. I just yes. want this to be antics, the anime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Brian and I agree that, like, we would love to see some sort of, like, slice of life anime that was just people hanging out, doing fun stuff. Now I got the theme song from that 70s show on my mind, and dear God, we're gonna have to. No, add imagine that, for- that, but replace it with the cast of Metabots. <laughs> yeah! I need to rewatch that because I remember relating so much to that 70s show, and it's supposed to be 70s nostalgia for adults in the 90s. But given, like, my parents and the fact that my grandparents are basically Red and Kitty, like, <laughs> I can relate. I mean,. I watch Fresh Off the Boat, which, amongst other things, is, like, set in the 90s, so it's got the 90s nostalgia, but only, like, you, there, at the point when we hit the 90s, nostalgia, like, starts branching off into the various different subcultures. Yeah. So it's, like, the, there's plenty of pop culture stuff, but also, like, it focuses mainly on hip-hop and, like, video games that were just before when I got into video games. Yeah. So I need, like, that 2000s show. Yeah. Like, I think with 90s nostalgia, it really depends on how old you were for what you remember. Like, um, if you were, say, you didn't even have to be that old of a kid in, like, the early 90s. Like, there was a difference between those who were, like, teenagers and just getting into college or university. They tend to remember the music part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, you know, you had grunge at the time. And dear God, that was a revelation. Yeah. Whereas, like, for us, because we were born at the beginning of the 90s, like, we don't, at least personally, I don't really remember a whole lot before 98. Yeah, my my first memory is when I was three years old, so that was, like, 95. Yeah. And when you think about, the, like, the big tent poles that a lot of people refer to for 90s culture, a lot of them were over by the time we were humans basically yeah yeah ducktales started in 89 actually yeah yeah so like 90s kids are like the kids were born in the 80s we're 2000s kids yeah we got the pokemon and the digimon and like the real big wave of anime that happened yeah the four kids explosion yeah we're just like <laughs> across every saturday morning outlet yes okay Here's a plan for another future uh, special month. 2000's Nostalgia Month. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's more our wheelhouse. Just the Foxbox month? Yeah. Actually, no, we can't keep it to Foxbox because then I wouldn't be able to talk about Spider-Riders! <laughs> yeah, and there was some pretty good Canadian content from the 2000s. God, Canadian anime songs. I, I already, I'll say it again because it's true. Canadian anime sh- songs shred. Yes. Except for maybe the Dragon Ball Z one. Uh, Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball thing got you pretty pumped up. No, I'm t- like, because there was like Dragon, Dragon, Rock the Dragon, da da da, and then yep. like the guitar goes off. But then there was also the Canadian Dragon Ball Z theme. Was it the Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z? Exactly. It's I like, love it, that one. It doesn't even have a guitar solo. It's just the name over and over again. It <laughs> didn't matter. Eight-year-old me was like, yeah, Dragon Ball, even though I knew that it was going to be like 10 episodes before the conclusion of one fight. 10 episodes of talking and glowing. 
Yes. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch Dragon Ball Z because it was too violent. <laughs> uh, yeah. My parents attempted to instill like parameters on what my brother and I could watch. It never worked out. Like for a while, they're like, "We don't like you watching The Simpsons," and we still watch it like right in front of my parents anyway. But yeah, apparently, I was allowed to watch Metabots, even though it was about children with toys covered in real guns. Yeah. What up? I'm Metabee. I've got like a cannon on my head. <laughs> Uh, parents. And also, apparently, there was, like, a, a robot uprising brought about by mind control traumatized the world. Yeah. Matrix is a, uh, around that time, too, right? Yes. Yeah, I can, I can see someone over at the animation studio having recently watched The Matrix and be like, hmm. How do we put this into our children's robot fighting show? <laughs> Oh, Japan's weird about it anyway. Like, here's a show for kids. Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Yo, Shinji, get in the robot. Your dad loves you. Get in the robot. <laughs> so this is actually pretty straightforward, you know, just... Metabots t 2020. Yeah. Uh, teens with robots. 12 episodes. Put it on a crunchy roll. Yeah. Is Nelvana still active? They're still around. They are a subsidiary of Chorus. Does not look like they dub anything anymore. Mm. I'll, I'll contact contact us. Okay. Yo, Nelvana. <laughs> Let's start doing dubs again, yo. Anyway, so the Metabots plan. First, we go to Japan. We convince <laughs> them to make a new Metabots anime. <laughs> then, then we take that and then we take it to Nelvana and we say, hey, dub You want to do a dub? Wanna do a dub? And then, and then we, we fly to whatever in the States, like, Lumino's Trainer Zack, we know you're a Pokemon guy, but do you remember Metabots? <laughs> you wanna voice Metabee? Please? And then we put- He's like Pokemon, but he's made of guns. <laughs> <laughs> and they just have fun, wacky adventures and fight sometimes, and there's like- Three people running around in fucking rubber suits. One of whom's a baby. <laughs> like, of of the 13 episodes of the anime, only the first one and the last one have anything to do with, like, these ten days of darkness and everything else is just slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we can. Teens with robots. It's everyone's hot new genre. <laughs> And then we stick it onto YTV and just go, Nostalgia! Detective Pikachu opens the door for the Metabots movie. <laughs> Speaking of Detective Pikachu, can we get Reynolds to, to voice a character? Uh, yes, but not Metabee. Yeah, yeah. I've just... Because after this, I've decided that it has to be someone African-American voicing Meta B. Um, mm -hmm. If we're going for, like, the real big bucks, Anthony Mackie. Yes. I want, I want an entire <laughs> blooper reel of the Meta B puppet, because I'd want this as practical as we can. The Meta B puppet, as soon as the filming ends, it just turns to the camera, cut the check! <laughs> the whoever has the toy rights, just pump Walmart with 
little robots. Whoever has the toy rights has probably been bought by Hasbro. Yeah, to be honest. I know Hasbro now has the rights to Digimon, so oh. uh, hopefully they'll do a dub of Apple Monsters. Yeah. I'm shocked that there wasn't a bigger market for Metabots toys. Yeah, but I think at the time it was a pretty crowded market anyway, because uh, like, you had true. Pokemon stuff, you had Digimon. I think Beyblade was just becoming a thing. Beyblade is still a thing. Yeah, Beyblade's still I'm a shocked thing. that out of all of the late 90s, early 2000s animes, Beyblade is the one that's like impossible to kill. Oh, God. They have their own section at Walmart. Oh, my God. How? How? It's tops! Exactly. It's so easy. Oh, my God. That, like, they, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They're literally selling wheels. Yeah. They don't have to reinvent them. Maybe that's how they've managed to keep on going. It's just like, kids are gonna fucking... Hours. Hours of entertainment just from wheels. <laughs> well, you think about it, like, our great-grandparents probably played with, like, hoops and balls. The, the, the cup with the ball on the string? <laughs> if that... I'm descended from English dirt farmers. They had to make their own toys. Get the show an anime about like lawn darts and or cup or ball on a string and a cup. <laughs> Didn't a comedian do a routine about the dangers of lawn darts? Lawn darts. You remember lawn darts? You go on like, okay, you go over there and throw it, and I'll stand over here and I'll catch it. Shoot. <laughs> because at least if your kids play indoors you can watch them and make sure they don't stab each other or throw rocks at each other no my family was more darwinian than that they let us run around with sticks that we stuck in a fire and you know waved around because of the smoke (laughs) yes I remember the family gatherings like that. Yep. <laughs> Where it basically went, don't don't pl- don't run near any dry wood. <laughs> we should talk about Metabots more. Yes. So I completely forgot about the actual rival, like the one who's like listed as the rival on the character page. Okay. But what I did remember is the girl who had like her two crony sidekicks. Yeah. And I remember her being the actual rival. Yeah, she was way more of a rival. Uh, Samantha, leader of the Screws gang. Yeah. Uh, a hot-headed, aggressive, half-decent fighter, but rarely poses the threat to Icky. Oh my god, she's like Helga. Yes, she's the Helga <laughs> Pataki of Metabots. I, I want to scrap whoever this original rival child was. Look at him, he, he looks like Sasuke. Yeah, yeah, he's part of Sasuke. Sorry, Koji, you're, you're being removed, we're kicking you out. Or, you know, just make him a friend. Oh, that works too. But yeah, and then we make Samantha the actual rival. Yeah. But because this is still just teens hanging out with robots, <laughs> it's like this, like, oh, oh, what if it's like all these kids used to be really gung-ho about meta, meta fight or row-battling when they were kids, and yeah, now they're teens, in- and they're like, they just want to chill, but they still have their metabots, and like, they're friends with their metabots. Yeah. So everybody's hanging out, but once in a while, shit goes down, because teens. So so now it's like instead of Samantha trying to fight Icky to like prove her powers and meta fighter, it's just like these really lame battles. Like they have a one episode is like an entire row battle over the last chicken nugget. <laughs> 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 or 
they they do like a three a.m. like food run, and it's the battle over the last dumpling. <laughs> the battle of the Denny's parking lot. Yep. <laughs> Meet me in the Denny's parking lot if you want a row battle. <laughs> this is shaping up to be like uh, the anime equivalent of that '70s show. And like, remember that one? I think it. We were celebrating one of my birthdays, and we ended up at the Seven Eleven like late at night getting ice cream and then a whole bunch of like country kids rolled up <laughs> open the door there's like an open box there's an open 2-4 of fucking Keith's <laughs> and loud road country is playing <laughs> the the yeehaw mobile drove up <laughs> yeah coming oh, down those is... old town country roads what up we're relevant now <laughs> topical I don't know if the kids in Japan get up to late night antics like they do here. Yeah. So now here's got... now here's my backup plan. We <laughs> get in contact with Image Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Make a comic book out of this. No, like not Image Comics. Image no. who worked with Marathon to create Martin Mystery and Totally oh, Spies and yeah. all those. And then yeah. we set it in North America. Yes. They're currently actually Im- Image Entertainment is currently producing a children's series called Spy World. And oh. if that ends up being like a sequel series to Totally Spies and Amazing Spies, yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to flip and then we're going to have to immediately have a Totally Spies episode. Yes. It's like even if we have a guest on like okay, sorry, you can come on if you want, but you're going to have to talk about Totally Spies with us. Yeah. That is just oh dear god. It was like the pinnacle of certain trends that were going on in in the 2000s like I also looked up Marathon Media, who co-produced like Team Martin or Martin Mystery, Team Galaxy, and the Spies shows. Yeah, and they were acquired in 2008 by the Zodiac Media Group, and then Zodiac Media in 2016 merged with the Banerjee Group, which led to Marathon Media's dissolution. But Zodiac Media, their popular shows include. Okay, get ready for this wild disparity between every single show. Their popular shows, according to Wikipedia, include Millennium, Wife Swap, Secret Millionaire, <laughs> ALF, The Inbetweeners, ALF the Animated Series, Totally Spies, and Being Human. The fuck? <laughs> Being Human and Totally Spies? And Wife Swap. And Wife Swap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching White Swap, and I did watch the one episode where they had the fundamentalist Christian woman swapped with like the hippie Wicca mom. I guarantee there's like 20 episodes about that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this was the particular one where like this Christian mom just totally blew up when she heard what the hippie Wicca mom was doing. It was very infamous. It was on the news. For a full cycle. Yo, what up? Welcome to Bot Swap. Welcome to MetaSwap, where we we swap the metals of two people's metabots and see what happens. <laughs> I do actually remember an episode where MetaBee's metal does actually come loose, and then he ends up in the body of like a raccoon robot, and he joins the rubber gang, <laughs> the rubber people. I'm a villain now because Icky doesn't appreciate me. And then Icky's like, but Metabi, I love you. And Metabi's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I guess I'll hang out with you. See? He's Rocket, basically. <laughs> Short of being like, I want that arm. <laughs> 
I mean, that was the other thing, is that you buy meta parts for your meta bot, yeah. and you can, like, swap them out. I don't understand how, like, there weren't more modular meta bots toys, where it's like, imagine the blind bags you could do. Like, a yeah. booster pack of meta bot parts. Yeah, I think they just... They weren't thinking in those terms at the time, and as I said, there was a lot of stiff competition in the toy aisle at the time. Like, I think nowadays you could really get um not just like the kids with the more plasticky stuff but you could get uh, like a lot of older collectors like the people into gunpla and that sort I'm, of stuff i'm pretty sure there is actually metabots gunpla i'd buy metabots gunpla i don't really care about anything else but i'd get a metabot i'd rather have a metabots gunpla than a metabots funko because yeah. sometimes it seems like that's the last resort like okay personally i don't mind funko but like i get why everybody is like Bleh, about it I'm fine. I'm fine with most Funkos. It's when they try. It's actually when they try and do stuff like outside of the pop standard that it gets. Yeah, weird. Or like when they try and do pops out of things that should not be pops, like uh, Mrs. Potts. Yeah. And then as for like the video game side, because it started as a video game. Yeah. I think. I mean, actually, probably with video games, and toys. Just a combination of them. That's the two parts where they would have tried to push, and I guess anime-wise too. Their biggest competitors would have been um, Custom Robo and Gundam. Yeah. And Gundam, like, obviously Gundam's still, like, a household name now, so obviously Gundam came out the victor in the, like, the robots area. Gundam was also, like, super well-established, too. Exactly. So Gundam would have... it's been around since the 70s. Gundam would have pushed them out in the video game and the toy and the anime area. Yeah. And then Custom Robo... Metaboss and Custom Robo probably ended up shooting each other when it came to the video games. Yeah. Because Custom Robo didn't progress past the DS stage, and I don't even think Metabots reached the DS. Like, I think the old, like, they didn't get any new games, they just got ports and, like, re-releases and virtual consoles. Yeah. So, like, if they ever wanted to, you know, try again, maybe they could do a mobile thing. The Oh, Metabots would slay at a gacha game. Yeah. Because, like, you could get the main bodies, but you can also get the parts, and then you can mix and match. Yeah. I love a mix and match. I love modular robots. I love robots with modes. <laughs> Just totally modding out. This is your version of car mods, is it? Yes, robot mods. <laughs> Initial D, but metabots. <laughs> One episode is just an entire riff off of my Initial D. Except... <laughs> oh my god, including the Eurobeat stuff. <laughs> yes, there's... <laughs> it's like Icky and Metabi. And then, um, oh, what was the female lead's name? Arika? Yeah, Icky and Arika and their bots, and they're having a race with the Screws gang. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they tried doing drifting, but, like, at some point it's just not enough. So, like, you have one of the bots leading out to, like, grab a pole or something or, like, do an arm break with the sparks flying. Or you just have them shooting at each other. And meanwhile, oh my god, they each- it's, it's Tokyo Drift meets <laughs> fucking Mario Kart! Yes! Put Metabi in the next Mario Kart! <laughs> I demand it, Nintendo! <laughs> um, also, put put Metabots, and for that matter, put Custom Robo in the next Super Robot Wars games. Which yes. is pretty much Japan only because of licensing stuff. Put them in there. Yeah, yeah. Because robots. Yes, I just imagine, like, Metabi... <laughs> Metabi standing outside the gates of Nintendo. Let me in! Let me in! <laughs> yeah, and like, this is the good version of AI, not like Alexa, where I'm always like, hello, all the spies listening in on me. 
<laughs> How are you? You know, maybe you could pay intern Steve with the NSA a bit more. I like to imagine he dies a little every day when he sees my search history. <laughs> one episode is all about Metabot Alexa, and no one wants to buy her because they all know she's a spy for the government. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so my dad is very suspicious of AI. Good. But it all stems from... Way back, right after 9-11, he goes out to the Persian Gulf, and uh, the U.S. Armed Forces gives them this uh, early 2000s instant translator. So you, like, say whatever into the translator, and then it would say whatever you said in another language. And Dad was like, you know what, let's do an English-to-English thing and see what we get. (laughs) So he says, we're not here to hurt you, or something like that, and it comes out... Put the guns down or we'll shoot. <laughs> He's like, nope. <laughs> oh, I feel like your dad and Meta B would get along great. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. This is, listen, Don, this is an AI that will not spy on you, can sass you back, <laughs> and can probably kick your ass. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you can think of for Metabot teens? Oh. <laughs> Metabot, the teenage Metabot? Can, can the Screws gang be a bunch of stoners? I feel like one member would be a stoner, and one member would be a jock, and then the other one is just like... No, they wouldn't necessarily be stoners, but they'd be like the punk gang. They'd be, they'll still be the delinquents. Yeah. But like really half-hearted delinquents. <laughs> they, they they matured a little bit when they got to high school, but they still, like, hang out near, like, the school exits. So they've got, like, their leather jackets. <laughs> they, they don't smoke anymore, and... but they've all got, like, 7-Eleven Slurpees. <laughs> oh my god, this is turning into, a, like, a cross of, okay, you got, like, the Metabots battle stuff, battle show and stuff, mixed in with that 70s show, and Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> Letterkenny is a small town in Ottawa. It is populated by hicks, skids, and robots. <laughs> hey, I could totally see a bunch of those robots over in Letterkenny. So while we take a moment to write a Letterkenny Metabots crossover fanfic, here's a friendship <laughs> promo. Are you hungry for hilarious RPG adventures? Do you long to hear D&D characters struggle to adapt to the weird worlds of Men in Black, Sonic, Dragon Ball Z, and more? Then join us for Shuffle Quest, a hilarious actual play RPG podcast where we travel to different pop culture worlds in an ongoing campaign that is goofy as hell. We got new episodes every other Wednesday at shufflequestpodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found. Keep it in the stratosphere. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Tanner. I think this episode got weird and extremely out of our hands. (laughs) Would you expect better from us? No. (laughs) This is kind of what we were wanting anyway. This is true. This is like how our late night talking sessions (laughs) go anyway, so. Exactly. This is the energy we've been trying to capture all along. (laughs) It's 2 a.m., we're fucking tired, and we realize we got work tomorrow. Yep. So, where can you be found on the internet, Lindsay? I'm at lindsaym476, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart, and you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. 
those are the letters to not if I reboot you first, and it's pronounced Metabots. And you can also find this podcast on Instagram at not if I reboot you first, all one word. The hashtag is N I I R Y F, also pronounced Metabots. <laughs> the F is silent. <laughs> and we've also got a Patreon. Yes. Yo, we forgot to thank Charlie for the last two weeks. Yes. So, so Charlie, thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Also, Charlie, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. And we're sorry. Yeah. Actually, I should check in case we have any more. No, it's still just Charlie. Okay. Charlie's super pulling their weight, keeping this pod class afloat. Yep. You're the best. Around. No one's ever gonna break you down. (laughs) If you do subscribe to our Patreon, you can get special stuff, including episodes a few days early, access to bonus episodes, which we should record one in May. Yes. And you can also vote in our poll for the next People's Choice episode that will be going up in June, some point in June, depending on yeah. whose pick gets picked. <laughs> um, I should make that right when we finish this recording. I already yeah. said that. Yeah. We also have an email. Yay! We've had it for a while. It's not really that we're celebrating. Still, we got an email. The, I think we've only got an email once, and that was from Christina when we were trying to figure out when to have her. Yeah. Uh, but you can send us emails at notifyrebootyourfirst at gmail.com. Send us your critiques, your comments, your criticisms. Uh, if you want to be a guest star, you can try and set that up through us. And if you have a suggestion for a reboot, you can send that to us through there as well. Um, also, remember to wait and, re- wait and review. Rate and review this podcast. Yeah, it um, helps with the um, algorithm. Gets our name out there to other people. It helps uh, prevent the 10 days of darkness from occurring again. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing. <laughs> Metabots just coming out here with like dark cyberpunk themes <laughs> that we have chosen to entirely disregard. Well, there was a lot of guys with uh, those small dark sunglasses. I think they were just goggles. Yeah. Metabots is an anime that requires goggles. And that concludes this week's episode, so until next time, see you around. Bye. Bye.